boy, have we missed you. Welcome to Above Board with Canderpath. It is me, the Rich B, with two of the best-looking, most talented, brilliant men that I've ever met in my life, John Kennedy and Matt Marku. That's how they'd say your name. Like, if you were, like, a football player or a baseball player, you know, like, they try to get the crowd pumped up, they'd go, number 27, Matt Marku. And like the audience would just do that. That's what they I really do. wish. What I, I missed out my, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not playing sports these days. John and I talked about the softball league and I think I've now at age 42, I'm, I'm beyond softball league. Cause I all below like an ACL or MCL. But if I did, I most certainly would have an announcer maybe walking behind me at all times, just kind of announcing sure. as I walk into a room. That could be kind of fun. I would I boo you, but instead of booing you, I'd go coo. <laughs> it would just sound like it would be very confusing. You know, you'd hear like the audience, like the, the wait, they don't call them an audience in, in sports. I'm so, <laughs> oh, I'm so just such a, not a sports person. What would you call it? The crowd, right? The yeah, crowd. Yeah. The, the crowd would be like, my coo. So anyway, anyway, this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. But hey, welcome to Attention Deficit Disorder 2022, starring the Rich B. We're going to talk today about social media, a good use of time or a way for time to use you. That should be one of those movie announcers. Is social media a good use of time or a way for time to use you? I like that. It's kind of like the guy that does like the scream intros for the movies. They were in a cabin. Little did they know, right? So anyway... We all use social media for various reasons. You know, we use social media for business. We use social media to stay connected. But are we really using social media in such a way that it helps with a meaningful life? I, I'm somebody who's uh, accidentally on social media and accidentally kind of got a little bit of a following on social media. But there are times that I don't necessarily feel like social media is adding to my life. And then there are times, just like when we had like kind of our pre-chat about this, where we all realize that social media is value added as well, where it, it, it can keep you up to date on things and you can educate yourself and you can learn about fun stuff. So I don't want to just, you know, take over and, and just go on a rant about how I feel about social media. I, I, I kind of want it just to be a discussion. And I know for you guys, you use social media. And John, you talked a little bit about it. Where where are you on that spectrum? How are you feeling about it these days? Yeah, I mean, I, you could you could. There are moments where I think it's very useful. Um, it but it does it does suck the life force out of me a little bit from time to time. Like I notice you start scrolling through TikTok or Instagram, and the next thing you know, like a half an hour has gone by, and you're like, "Whoa, what am I doing here?" Um, so that's something that I've really spent a lot of time trying to get very intentional about not doing you know, So some exercises we do in our household is we put the phone in the other room, like at, at night when the kids are home and we get home from work, <clears throat> phone goes in the other room. I can hear it ring. If someone's calling for like an, if like an emergency happens, but I'm not inclined to just grab the phone and get that quick dopamine hit. Cause that's like, that's really what that is. Um, so it, it, it can be, it can have its negative use. Uh, in, in my life and really trying to control that, I think. And also, I know Matt's going to touch on this too, but um, you can curate the content to the things that you want to see that are educational and useful. Um, so it's not just, it's not just like guys, you know, doing skateboard tricks and breaking their bones and like very jackass style things. It it can be useful, smart information. I, guess. I, lo I love the idea of curate. Like I, I wish that I was a wealthy individual and had a personal assistant who could curate my social media. Mr. Blooney, we feel like this would be something that you would find very interesting. Matt, where are you on the spectrum of social media, good use of time or a way for time to use you? Well, first of all, if I had a curator, I would have him announce me as I walk into each room um, or she, whoever it is, and uh, and use the Marku. Um, I think for me though, um, you know, listen, if I need to kill an hour, I'm waiting for something. I'm I'm getting an oil change and I'm like, I need to crush an hour here. Social media is there for me, right? I it's it's like a black hole of it's an abyss that I can dive into and I could I could maybe step outside of my reality just for a little bit and see what's happening in the world. Um to John's point though, I, I really have tried to make my content and whatever algorithm these social media companies are using. I really have tried to through liking and through, 
is try to make it as educational as possible. I love science. I love technology. I love all those things. And so I feel as if I swipe past something that is mindless and maybe I stay on something that is educational, I find that the content to me comes educational. In our pre-chat, I was talking, I, I came across some guy who talks about the um, the the way the state's uh, uh, borders are structured. I could watch a three-minute video on that, and that's educational. So you know what, John? Jeez. No one asked for your opinion in this right now. I'm doing the talking. I'm in the Don't. big boy chair right now. <laughs> so um, you know, there's there's things. Okay, that wasn't the best example, but there are things. Terrible example. <laughs> it's so boring. Rich, can I get you, you know what? You just did on one this? on how Hawaiian islands are formed, and I bet you don't know how the Hawaiian islands form. But guess what? From three minutes, I now am an expert want to. on no Hawaiian to. island formation. And what the Pacific Plate is doing over um, some volcano. So I now have this wealth of knowledge in my brain that I can do something with. In all actuality, though, I really try to stay away from it as much as possible. I do very little posting of my own unless it's for business purposes because I'm trying to get my message out there. Um, and, and what I try to do is whenever I post something, it's try not to be bragging about it. And I feel like that's a lot of the times what we see on there is we see all the good uh, that's happening for people and how wonderful everyone's life is, and you don't oftentimes get the other side of it, is that like, hey, things are rough. And and maybe you're going through a rough time and you want someone to, um, or you want to look at content that is on the same level that you are. You don't always get that. Um, so I think I think there's a give and a take to it. I think it's it can be educational. I think sometimes it can just be, hey, I need to remove reality for a few minutes and, and reset myself. So I think there's some give and take to it. I think like anything though, too much of one thing is super unhealthy. Yeah, and yeah, I, think- I was going to mention like you, you've always talked about this, Matt, you know, moderation is key with, with diet, with anything like you can, you can swing the pendulum too far one direction or the other. And I think social media is the same way. Moderation is what's really important. Sorry, Rich, I didn't mean to cut you off there. You didn't cut me off. I just, it's the same thing I was going to say, you know, you could say that something that's good for you, like, you know, food's good for you, but if you eat too much of it or too much of the wrong food. It's not good for you. Working out's good for you, but you can overtrain. Uh, you know, entertainment is good, but too much entertainment, you're not getting any work done. I kind of think, you know, and I might sound like I'm going a little bit on the conspiracy side of things, but okay. So full disclosure, and a lot of people that that listen to us are kind of a mix of folks that work with you, right? And and are are certainly amazing clients of yours and connections, and then a lot of the people that follow us and listen to this podcast or maybe some people that follow me on social media. And I've noticed that some of the social media that I'm part of, oh, so, so I, I never shared this with you guys. This, um, this is like news break, right? So the day that we are recording this is uh, 2-22-22, which won't happen again for a hundred years. Is that true, Matt? Is that true? Right? I believe can't that be, is correct. Because the next time it could be 22 would be 3 or 200 years, and then it'll be 2222, 2222. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. So I'm not years. All right. So 200 years from now, we got this covered. But basically, at least for sure, I'll be dead. You both will probably be alive because you're so young. But um, as of today, I'm taking a minimum two-week up to 30-day no post on social media kind of hiatus. So I'm not logging on. I'm not looking at it. I'm not commenting. And I kind of hinted that in in the last post that I did, I just said, ciao for now. See you all soon. And then I put a pinned comment on it. Just said, Hey, just had a friend actually, just before we started to record this message me. Uh, She's wonderful. Uh, I won't say her name just because I don't, I don't know that she wants this to be public other than just the people that follow her, but she's she's deleting her account altogether. And she has 80, like something like 80,000 followers. What I found for me being on social media in a different way than maybe you both are is as I've now gotten to like a level of followers where it's over a million, it's, it's also gotten to be a little heavy. Um, I, the last week or so I've had to block hundreds of people. I've had to delete hundreds of comments. I've had just people just say these awful things and just, it's just, I don't know what it was about the last couple of weeks, but all of this negativity. And I found that I wasn't really deriving as much pleasure and as much inspiration from it. I I like giving that. I like putting out stuff that helps people and maybe makes people think, but 
I don't know if people get it. Like, I don't even know if I get it because I'm not super big, but I mean, I can't imagine how someone with 20 million followers or 5 million followers, what that must be like, but over a few different um, platforms, I've got, you know, one point, almost 1.2 million and I'm tired. It just, I, it wears on me too. I, I try to be positive. I try to be uplifting, but it gets you after a while. It really does. And so I decided for my own mental health, I'm just going to stop. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to look, look at it. I'm not going to scroll through it. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to post because I felt like it's not helping me. I feel like I'm lo- like to John's point, I feel like I'd go on and just lose an hour and, and why, you know, like I saw John, I was on my way to the gym the other day and I saw John coming back with his daughter with her scooter. And I just said to John, we had this little text exchange. I go, you guys look like you had so much fun. And I was just like, you know, that's amazing. You're doing that. And John was kind of like, yeah, I don't do it enough. And I was like, yeah, but you know, it's quality over quantity, but you don't get that hour back. So if you decide to go sit on Instagram and, and go look at, you know, like Mustangs of Instagram and you get lost looking at cars for an hour. Yeah. It's okay. Once in a while, but if that becomes your default. What's the difference between that and having a drink until you pass out? Or what's the difference between that and, you know, you know, going out and just, I don't know. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm kind of on the, the pessimistic side of, of it right now, even though I'm the person that's more on the, in, I guess, an influencer. I don't know what I am, but I, I just find that other than I don't really consume a lot of it. I don't watch a lot of TikToks. I don't watch a lot of Instagram. I listen to more podcasts these days because to your point, Matt, I find them to be more educative. But yeah, I, I think you've made a good point though. And, and sometimes, you know, we have to differentiate the content creators from the content consumers, right? So I'm a content consumer. I don't create anything on social media except business stuff, which is mostly done honestly by John. So, you know, as someone who is a consumer of it, I can regulate how much I expose myself to it. And and some weeks, and you get the iPhone, which I have an iPhone, you know, it kind of tells you how much you've been on your phone that week. Now, a lot of that's business, but there's probably a good chunk of it that is on the social media side of things, consuming the content. A creator of content, I would have to imagine, is is got a huge amount of pressure to it because you're you start to get consumed. And and I don't think addicted is the right word, but it's almost like this thing where you're like, oh my gosh. I could get to here and then I could get to here in terms of subscribers and and then that boosts your content. Now the pressure is a lot higher. I also think that there's a ton of keyboard warriors out there, right? Like it, it takes nothing to create an account, right? All you need is an email address. And I have like three or four different emails. All I have to do is create another email address. And now I can say whatever I want to anybody with the protection of some level of anonymity. And I'm a, see an enemy. Like this is a scene from Anen- Finding Nemo. Anemone. Um, Anonymity. Anonymity. So I could. Sit- we're math. We're math people, folks. Not I'm not a writer. I'm a, I'm a numbers grammar. guy. Um, so I think I, I think a lot of it as I see comments, and sometimes I scroll for the comments. I think that's that's a lot of the content that I. If I see something funny, I'm like, I got to see what the comments are in there, and some of them are very outlandish. And I would imagine a lot of them are hurtful because it takes nothing but having a fake email address to create a new account. John, John's got the giggles right now. I need you to pull it together. Buddy. We had one. Do you remember the video? We had a we did professional videos, and it was Matt talking about taxes or something or state planning. And there, I'm, I can't repeat it on here because this is a very GPG rated podcast. But someone had a comment. It's the only negative comment we've ever encountered. But it just, I couldn't help. It was but a laugh. really negative comment, but I could not stop laughing because it was very, very funny. And I took it as a stride. Now, if I got a thousand of those or ten thousand of those, God only knows how many rich you get. Um, is that? is that that would probably start to wear on you over time and start to doubt you when all it is is some bozo behind a keyboard who probably has 16 different email addresses and and it just goes out and takes shot at people and we take that as as something personal at times right john i i believe it's a very interesting social experiment like i don't think us as humans are designed to have <clears throat> that level of interaction like that rich you have i mean i don't know how what it's at now it's over a million followers on social media <clears throat> and to think that the level of interaction and connectivity you have with these followers um 
I think we're as humans designed to be within our community group, you know, our, like have our local uh, sphere of influences and people that, that we influence and that, that influence us. Like, I just, that's such a hard concept for me to Matt's point, like being on the consumer side, which is what Matt and I feel like we kind of are versus being on the creator side as the creator, that has to be this really weird feeling and social experiment of it's almost like an overload of information and data. And, and as a percentage, it's more positive than negative, probably by like a 98 to 2% very, you know, degree, but that 2% in volume, because it's so many people like that's, that's just terrible. And, and there's no friction for them to, if you saw those people face to face, they would never say those things. Nobody would no. ever say any of the things that they say on social media, at least in a negative light, in person, face to face to somebody, but they feel the confidence because there's no friction, as Matt said. You're behind your computer. There's no consequence. It's it's amazing to me. And and you know, it's funny because I I I'd like to think of myself because of what I talk about in my business life and what I do for a living and what I write about in my in my books and you know, I, I really like to think of myself as a positive person, but I really think that what I am is I'm a person who, sh who, you know, I think I struggle. I struggle a lot. I struggle because I'm sensitive. I struggle because I'm a little bit of an empath, whether you believe in that or not. But I mean, I am, I mean, I'm, if I'm in a room with somebody and they're having a tough time, I feel it so heavily. And, you know, like that old expression, be careful what you wish for. I, I kind of chuckle to myself using TikTok as an example, when I see people like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, they, they'll put in their bio, uh, striving for 5,000 or uh, goal 1,000 or, you know, someday 100,000, like talking about how many followers they'll get. And I've watched people unravel on there. I mean, I, I can, I could tell you how many people I've seen who are quote unquote creators on that app, for example, who have, who maybe posted a video and the one particular video went viral and, you know, you just need one, you need one video to hit a couple of million and you'll get a bunch of followers sometimes. And I've seen a couple of, there's this one guy I think of that is on there and then his content just changed. And all of a sudden, most of his content turned into him clapping back at negative comments and, you know, posting things that people have said to him and being angry. And, um, I've watched it and I just thought to myself, you know, this person was striving so hard to get all these followers and he wasn't ready for that. I don't know if you want to call it fame. So I'll put it in little quote marks, quote unquote fame, but just like truly famous people, really like actual famous people, like people who are actors and singers and writers and celebrities who actually are famous. Some of them are not prepared for that. I mean, I don't think Kurt Cobain was prepared to be famous. You know, I don't think a lot of people that have hurt themselves or have had some bad outcomes. I think the fame part you know, Michael Jackson and Prince and the list is on and on and on of people that unraveled, whether it was drugs or taking their lives or whatever. I just don't think they were ready for what they thought it was going to be. It looks great on the outside, you know, but even social media fame, you know, John, to your point, 98% amazing, but man, 2% of people in your life for no reason saying, shouldn't you be dead? And you're ugly. And, um, you know, other things Rich, that make that sound nice, it, it wears on you after a while. Rich, do you think there's a mental health component to this as well? Because, you know, like, let's just say those things were said to you, you know, you shouldn't die, you know, that you're not ugly, you know, that there's those things. And I think the same with like a celebrity, um, you know, I think of like Robin Williams, for example, right? The guy thought different than all of us, right? So there had to have been some level that his brain works different than our brain does because the guy is a genius at what he did yet once he started facing some and i don't know the story well enough but outside of looking in once he started facing some major obstacles in this case a health scare he's like that's it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna continue where all of us were shocked we're like oh my gosh this guy's a genius and we love his work and we think he's amazing and and there had to have been some level of mental health um, um issues and i think that's with a lot of these creators i look at some of the stuff that i see and i'm like wow, that's super creative. This person thinks differently, which means also that when maybe a critique comes or a hateful comment comes, that they take that way worse than the one that John just gave the example of, or John and I, not that we're mental health is perfect, but we laughed off a really negative comment. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. 
uh, one of the comments that we got on one of our videos and I shook it off and I've repeated that comment as funny thing, you know, as like, as like a kind of a joke um, ongoing. But I, I think that there, there has to be some level of a mental health component to it. And I think stepping away from it, being able to turn it off where a lot of these stars are stuck in the fame, um, you know, this, this fame whirlpool that just keeps swirling around you being able to say, I'm going to click one button or not click a button in this case, and just not participate, maybe kind of sends you back to a center. Um, and, and, you know, and again, there's, there's probably more to it, but your, your brain thinks differently than John and I are. So you, you talk in front of 5,000 people. And I heard you on the last podcast that you did with our friend, David DeSell, and it was one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. And it's like, wow, this thing just goes in his mind, but then also there's gotta be the separate component that, Hey, some things don't make you feel good about yourself. And that might be one of those things. So I'm wondering, does mental health play a part? In this? I, I think so. I think, I think that mental health plays a part on both sides. I think it plays a part on the person that's creating. And I also am aware of the fact that like a comment that I deleted yesterday where somebody said, shouldn't you be dead already? I just thought to myself, like what made that person wake up in the morning and get so angry at a comedy post that I did about being generation X and, you know, we're used to being alone. That's why, you know, it was one that I did in 2020. It's two years old. It was at the height of the pandemic. And my point was people from my generation are used to being like out in the wild running around because that's how we were as kids. We left, you know, we didn't come home until the, the lights came on and, you know, it's just a funny post. And, and so why that bother you so much that this person said something horribly and hateful to you? Cause it was a really good post. I mean, I remember seeing it, I remember chuckling. You talked about like a latchkey kid. I remember the post yeah. itself. Yeah. And like, so why did that one comment out of probably, I don't know how many thousands. It was, or it, thousands was it wasn't thousands. that one. It was, it was the, for some reason, the algorithm decided to, to reinvigorate this two-year-old post and throw it out in front of a bunch of kids. So it, it, instead of it going to people my age, like it did before, all of these, you can see from their profiles, they're younger people, which is why, and I never come back at anybody, but I, my, my end, my thing was there's something in either it's immaturity in the case of some of these, or some of them were, were 20 somethings. It, there's gotta be a mental health issue where you woke up that morning saw a human being say something and decided to say, I hope you die. And there's gotta be some, some issue in that. That's what gives me compassion towards those people, which is why I don't use my platform to then get my quote unquote army to come after them. On the other end, on the creator mental health, there's people that are on social media that do use their, their platform to kind of get revenge and get back at people and knock people down and quote unquote clap back. And I think it's a, I don't know if John, if you said this, but it's a little bit of a snapshot of our society in that it's different. I, I some, some of these people, if they met me in person, not that I'm some big intimidating dude, but I can handle myself. Some of these people probably wouldn't say that stuff to my face. They probably wouldn't um, just because they know None of them would. I don't think, well, some of them might, but some, and I could probably take you out. <laughs> But most of them, most of them wouldn't. And, and so I think what happens is to your point and what you were saying about the mental health and, and, you know, please forgive me, you know, for, for these are actual human beings. But when you look at someone like a Kanye West who has admitted, or I think it's been publicly admitted that has had some struggles with mental health, and then he'll be on social media and he's going through a, a very painful divorce and he's having some struggles with his celebrity soon to be ex-wife. And you can see some of, of what his social media posts are, and then you can see what people are saying to him. And, you know, you can think of him as a caricature or a character or a celebrity, but he's still a person. Like he's a guy that feels things and he's a guy who lost his mom unexpectedly. And he's a guy that's been through stuff, whether you like his music or, you, or not, or you like his politics or not. You look at Britney Spears and go watch some of her Instagram posts, make your own mind up. You know, she's admitted that she's had some issues. She just dealt with this whole conservatorship thing. It just, it, it's so scary to me, John, like to your point that there's people that just don't stop for a second and think maybe this person is on edge right now. Maybe this guy, Rich is having a really, really tough time. And if I say, go kill yourself, maybe he will. And are you okay with that? Like, are you really okay with that? And that's where I see social media on its ugly side, that 2%. While numerically it's very low, 
man, those people are vicious. And, and there's people that don't know how to handle that. And I've seen them. I I'm, I I'm seeing them right now on social media. That's why I'm off of it for a while is because I'm seeing people unravel and I'm seeing people having a hard time dealing with what's coming at them because their real life is a struggle. So that's where I think yeah. is the dark side of it. And we'll get to the good side of it, but that's where I see the dark side of it. Or I see our kids who are being conditioned now it's seven second videos. So their attention span is seven seconds. Like kids can't sit through a movie. You know, it's too much. That's too much. An hour and 15 minutes is too hard because they're used to these little tiktok -y things and Instagram things. And I'm not just slamming TikTok. I love who I've met and I love the followers. They're amazing. 99% are amazing. But but I'm seeing that there, there has to be a way where we reach a point as a society or as people where we have some moderation, some moderation. Yeah. I mean, I think social media is, can be a blessing and a curse. And in the last decade, as it's grown in usage and popularity, and I mean, it's second nature for everybody. I mean, I remember a time when I was in college and Facebook had just come out and you had to have a .edu account to have Facebook. And then I remember seeing, uh, parents and grandparents starting to get on social media. And, and, you know, now you look at Facebook, like that, I think the majority of their demographic is actually older, not younger, which is interesting how that flip-flopped. And it, everyone is so comfortable with social media as a part of their life. And I think, unfortunately, one of the downsides is um, it's desensitized a lot of people or, or as a society, like there's, there's not, again, back to these haters that are talking about that say the things they do, there's no social consequences for their actions do you, to say the things you, that they say, me, and they feel like it's insignificant. Let, let me ask you something on this point, because I'm going to forget if I don't ask. And you guys, you can laugh at me if you want. Do you think there's something bigger at play? I'm, I'm dead, freaking dead serious. Understand, I'm somebody who's got millions in the millions that follow me. So I feel like I've seen some other side of it. Do you think there's something else? Do you think it's between the politics and the religious and the social, whatever, the attacking people for their beliefs, their politics, their, whether they're a liberal or they're a conservative and, and, and the, do you think there's something bigger at play? I mean, I know I still know. I think to John's point, I think there's a really low barrier to entry. The, the it's it's an email address right which we can i don't know how many millions are created every second but i'm sure there's like a there's a number out there but that's all it takes it takes one email address to have yourself being able to go onto any of these things and say whatever you want to say so if you're having a bad day and i would say a lot of these people are probably not the top level of society who are writing these things to you so the barrier to entry is really low and and they could just go on and do any of this stuff. And I think the bigger thing is realizing that 98% are positive and it's this 2%. I, I would equate it to our business. When we get a new client, we are super excited. John, and I love new clients and, and we celebrate it, but we, we, we move on. When, it, when and if a client loses, whether it's through death or whether they just need a break, boy, those hit us the worst, right? We're like, what did we do wrong? And I think there's an element of that. And I think a lot of people listening to this can, can apply that to maybe their, their occupation where they're like, hey, I love getting that new account. But boy, when one of those other accounts goes, that hurts worse than getting than the happiness and the joy of getting a new one. And I think that's just maybe somehow our brains are wired in that way. But I, I think I think for, for to, to answer your question, I just think there's such a low barrier of entry that anyone can then hop on these. You can have multiple accounts and say whatever you want to say about anything. Maybe you're just trying to get a rise out of somebody. That person probably just wants wants you to, what's the word, clap back. They would love that. That's what they're there for. That's why they're doing this is to get is to get a rise out of you and to say, whoa, I, I got this guy with a million plus. I told him to go pound sand and he replied back to me. You're probably not going to reply back if the person, or maybe they assume that if you say something positive, like, hey, this was such an awesome, uh, you know, uh, posting, you're just going to gloss over that. Like, oh, cool, thanks. But if they say something hateful, they're going to get your attention all of a sudden. And now they become part of this, whereas before they would have just been another uh, person scrolling by. So maybe there is something to 
the conspiracy, but I really just think it's it's more people bored. If that's a if that's a a, a good answer. I mean, I I I think it it can keep people very docile and passive. I mean, and maybe as a society that's happening, I don't know, and and I don't really have a whole lot of thought to it except for how I apply it in my own personal life and belief, and that it could it, it could be so easy to. But pre-social media, you could find ways to to kill time, waste time, you know, whatever, um, <clears throat> numb your mind, not be in your reality of your situation, whether that's negative or positive. Um, and for me, like I, I can see where social media can kind of strip my motivation even like how much, how, you know, or how many times have you maybe said to yourself, like, ah, I'm gonna go to the gym in like 10 minutes. And then, and then you're on your phone, just kind of messing around. The next thing you know, it's 20 minutes. The next thing you know, you don't, you lost the time. Like you don't have the time now to go to the gym. So you don't go. So for me, it's like, I, you know, again, maybe looking at it back from like the consumer point of view and like what we do in our household or what I do personally to try to create that balance so that I'm not leaning too heavily on social media. I create friction with it. Like I, I will, there are times where I've deleted the apps so I can't even get to them or I actually log out because it's impossible to remember passwords to everything these days. So I actually log out and like that is seemingly insignificant because I could walk into my home office. I could get the password. I could log back in and it's not really hard, but it's enough friction where you're like, no, all right, I'm logged out. I'm not going to go into it today. Um, so for me, like doing some of those things, but you know, rich for you, you know, you're, you're talking about doing a two week hiatus which is probably a really important cleanse. I think anybody listening to this show today, you know, there's, I think we can all admit at some point in our life or at various points in our life, we probably hit the social media too heavily, both as consumers and creators. And what do we do to balance that out? And those are some of the things I do, but I, I like the hiatus. I like the two week. Cleanse. I think I have to, I, I think for me, I, I, I'm noticing in a significant way that, it's, it, it hurts. I, I just, you know, certain, certain of these social media platforms actually have built into their process, a, um, kind of a high and a low. There's a few people that no matter what they post, it always does well. Like literally there's people that could post a, you know, picture of themselves, like holding a stapler and say, Hey, it's staple Saturday. And it'll get 2 million views for no reason, you know? And, and then there's people that work very, very hard on stuff that they don't. And then I think what it does is it'll bring you up. Like it'll grab some of your content and make it, you know, blow up and do really well for a while. And then it'll just drop you down. And I think I've seen some people really struggle with that. I am not super competitive on social media. For me, I think it's all been a, an accident. And if it went away tomorrow, I would be, I would be okay with it. I don't make money from social media. I don't sell anything. I don't have merchandise. I, I did for like three months during the pandemic, I had some t-shirts and then I did it and I was like, this is icky. And I stopped, but so why not make it go away, Rich? Why not delete the account, delete everything you've built and a start from scratch again and then do something that now that you're kind of an expert in it. Um, because if it's not making you happy and maybe wait till the two weeks is up and maybe don't take my advice at all, but say, you know what, this doesn't like really extreme advice. It's very extreme. I, but I only go to the extremes, but, uh, maybe you say, Hey, listen, I am deleting this. No one's, you know, this doesn't make me happy anymore. This isn't what I want to do with my life. I want to do X, Y, Z and, and apply that energy, which you have a ton of energy or apply to something that makes you genuinely happy. Is that a possibility? Um, I don't know if I would delete it only because, you know, I, I feel there's a sense of almost feeling, um, an, an, uh, in some ways a healthy obligation because I do acknowledge that I do sort of help people a little bit. And I think that it also helps me with my creativity. One thing that I've really benefited from over the, the last 24 months or so is I've always been somebody that when I speak, it's always been an hour, an hour and a half, three hours. It was very hard for me to encapsulate something in even 10 minutes. And now I can do a minute or three minutes and kind of say something meaningful, at least I think so sometimes, and make a difference for people. So for me, I think it's more of a reset where I need to pull away from it so that I am not worried about it or feeling an unhealthy obligation because there's healthy obligation and unhealthy obligation. So for me personally, um, that's 
where I'm at is, is that I just, and that's why people that are listening to this, if you're following me and if you see that I'm not posting, it's, you know, nothing's wrong. I just, just taking a break for a little bit. What happens at the end of the two weeks? You do your two weeks. You say, all right, I got a cleanse. Like, wow, I hit the reset button. But now two weeks after that two weeks, you're right back into the same cycle. Another video goes viral. Someone makes like these horrible, hateful comments. And you're like, wow, I'm back at the same spot. What happens if that if that doesn't change things? Then, then I have to reevaluate. I think like anything else. And I think, you know, after two weeks, I'm going to look and say, you know, how do I feel? Do I feel like, you know, putting something out there? Do I feel inspired? Do I feel like, and I've got so much. And now the other side of it for me is work is starting to really get busy. So I've gone from zero to a hundred very quickly like in April, for example, I think I have seven engagements, six or seven engagements, whereas I haven't had that in six months. So all of a sudden, I don't even know if I'm going to have that level of time. So I think Matt, to your point, and I've thought about this and I've journaled about this, that after two weeks, I'm going to reevaluate. How do I feel? Do I miss it? Do I want to, do I have anything that I have to say? I don't want to just post things just to put content on. I see people just putting content out just to do it because they're being told if you don't, the algorithm's going to punish you and you're, and I just don't want to care about that. I don't want to care if something gets a hundred views or, or 5 million views. I just want to do something that's meaningful and add something to this world. And I feel like for me, I'm spiritual. I feel like there's a reason why God put me on a social media site and I've got these people that follow me and how do I serve them? How do I make a difference for them without making it about me? Maybe it's not looking at comments. Maybe it's, I don't know. The comments. Can you turn comments off? Is that possible? You can, but uh, you know, then, then you're not really engaging with people. So what's the point? Mm -hmm. Then you're just like, kind of like band, like it's, you know, kind of even like with a podcast, I love doing a podcast, but it would be fun to have conversation with people. I just have to reevaluate. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, to take this kind of full circle, that's kind of the bad side of it. You know, that's kind of the side where you feel like you're opening yourself up. It's kind of like I, I said to my son, my older son, you know, if you were in a room full of people and like to John's point also, and, and somebody didn't like your shirt, they might whisper it to their friend, like, oh, I don't like that shirt. What's he wearing? You know, but when you're on social media, somebody will make that comment and it's in front of hundreds or thousands or sometimes millions of people. And it's, it's true. There's no friction. There's no, so what? So somebody claps back. It's a big deal, you know? And I, I just think that's the, the downside of it. The upside of it is, man, like I can access any book I want to read right now. Whereas you guys have to probably for your generation, but certainly for mine, if somebody said there's this really good book at the library, you had to wait for it to come back to the library or you had to go to a physical bookstore. Do you have such and do you have, you know, the Count of Monte Cristo in? No, we just sold our last copy. Well, can I order one? Yeah, it'll be in in two weeks. It was a whole different thing. Whereas right now, like I could pick up my phone on Amazon and just order any book I want. So, yeah, you know, like I know now why the District of Columbia has the borders that it has and it borders the Potomac and the reason why Virginia is not part of that. <laughs> and I learned that from social media. We just John. lost all of our why is it called the why is it okay so they were like why is it called the district? Ah, I learned Columbia. that too why? because Columbia is the female version of Columbus. Oh. And I'm gonna share a new TikToker that I like with you guys. So that you can learn about why the states have the borders. Do you know that I always thought district share share it here because if there are people listening to this that like this, I don't know how to do all boring this. information that you're sharing. They might you're, want to know. All right, next podcast next we'll podcast. share it. We'll share in the show notes. Text it to me. But after let's we'll let's let's round this off as we as we wind up because it, it went to a, a, a you know it goes in the direction it goes in. I just know that I talk to enough people in this world to know that a lot of people are struggling with social media. They're struggling either with they're on it too much or they've been on the receiving end of negativity or they're trying to grow in social media and they're not seeing it happening and it's getting them upset or their significant other is mad because they're spending too much time looking at, you know, baseball on YouTube or looking at, you know, or they're gambling online, John, John or not, not gambling. He doesn't give so, off, off season. season or, you know, whatever baseball guys. Wait, this guy, why are we thinking on baseball all of a sudden? I don't know. But where, where do you see, where do you see the, oh, the fire alarm is going off in my house. Big deal. Um, is Don, is Don, Miss Don cooking? <laughs> um, and now my dog's barking. Um, but the fire alarm's off, so it's all good. The dog shot off the fire alarm. He's that smart. Where, 
how do you see it being a good thing? And Matt, you've already said, like you use it for learning. How can we be more disciplined about it so that it becomes a positive thing so that we're using it to have a more meaningful life, meaningful? Well, you know, I, I don't know if this directly answers your question, but this entire podcast, I would hope is an opportunity to educate listeners that words matter. Even if you're behind a computer screen or a phone and there's this disconnect between you and the person you're saying something about, I think if, you know, if you or Matt chose to make fun of, let's say my ears, which is something I got picked on as a kid all the time, I could handle that. I'm a fairly confident person and I like my ears, so I don't care if you, did you get the Dumbo? Was the Dumbo comments thrown around a lot? Yeah, a lot, but a thousand of those. Uh, from people I didn't know that had really specific critiques about something like that would definitely hurt my feelings. Like I don't have that. I have tough skin, but it's not that tough. And I think as silly as this entire statement sounds like education, educating people that words matter. I know that seems like how elementary, but I think we need to get back to that because I'm not sure that again, this greatest social experiment of all time, I'm not sure that we're supposed to be this connected with this many people at all times and plugged in at all times this way. Um, I think it can be a, it can be an unhealthy thing. And um, I don't really know where I'm going no, with but that. I mean, I think I there's a reason, I think, think there's all. a reason why there's a term called cyberbullying because it can happen. Look at what's yeah. her face that I can't, I'm sorry. I don't like her. Chris, Chrissy Teigen, Christy Teigen. Like there was the whole scandal yeah. with her on Twitter. And I saw some of the horrible, horrible, disgusting things that she said to people that were other celebrities or sometimes regular people. And just like, I thought to myself, like, is this who you are? Because if you're going to type it on a social media site, I assume that's what your spirit is and what your soul is. And it hurts people. You know, I mean, we don't think about that, whether a person is famous or not famous, whether it's Kanye sitting in a $25 million mansion you know, maybe when somebody makes some comment to him, maybe he gets off there and it hurts. Or if it's just a regular person who's got, you know, 700 followers on a social media site and they posted, you know, some new trick they just taught their dog and somebody goes, this is stupid and your dog's ugly and your house is disgusting. You know, I mean, people, I've seen grown people on social media post crying, like, you know, I'm, this was horrible. Why would someone, and it just, it breaks my heart. So I think to your point, words do matter. And I think that, I think that, that we should be less tolerant as a society when you see it, call it out. You know, if you see somebody post some kind yeah. of uncool thing in a comment section, I mean, maybe it's worse to add to it. I delete mine so that it, it takes it out of cyberspace. So they're just not there when I see them, but maybe just say that's not kind, you know, or that's not okay to say that to that person, you know, maybe that person will come back at you and then it gets even worse. I don't know. But you know, if you see something, say something, there's a reason for that because maybe, yeah, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say this happened, you know, because I was wondering why the state of Nebraska has the borders that it has. And I asked the legit, well, John, why are you closing your eyes? I asked the legitimate question and I got a lot of negative feedback on it and that I should know why the state of Nebraska. L literally nobody cyber bullied you because you didn't know about the state of Nebraska. You're making that up. Completely. I made that part up. I, I did. Make you that did. Up, yes, right. But I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, honestly, my brother sells uh, fun things. He has like t-shirts and different kinds of things. And every once in a while, you know, he has this online company. He'll say, I posted this thing about this. It was like an Italian t-shirt. It was literally like the flag of Italy and America saying something like the best of both worlds or something like that. And literally you could see the comment section all of a sudden de-escalate into this right versus left political arguing about immigration and gun control. It just went crazy. And it, it's just so funny how people are just almost looking for, for something. So I don't know. I think there's gotta be a way that we, and you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the Gandhi statement, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. So, I mean, go through my content. You don't find, I don't post anything negative. I don't clap back at people. I don't use my platform. Because if I did clap back at somebody, there would be thousands of people that would go after the, that person. And I just don't want to do it because maybe that person is having a mental health crisis. And if I do that and a bunch of people start hating on them, maybe that'll push them into a bad place. So 
I think that, I think that, you know, for me, social media has been a wake up call that people, a lot of times people are on thin ice and that we've got to be careful and that sometimes I am, and that I've realized that as tough as I am and as thick as my skin is, I think I reached, I think I've reached a point in my personal and in my social media life where I'm over, I'm overwhelmed maybe. And I just, I, I need a break because I'm feeling like it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to be my best self. Can we be meaningful? Can we have a meaningful life with social media? Do you guys think, or do you think a meaningful life takes place more away from it? Oh, I think you can have a meaningful life with or without social media. I mean, you, you, you get to define, I would imagine for you what that means. And I, Matt, do you lean? I mean, you shared earlier, you don't really use social media all that much yet, whether it's our clients, your family, your friends, like, I think you create significant impact on those people around you. And you would define that as a meaningful life and rich the same for you, man. Like it's take all of, take, take a million followers away and, and turn all of that off at once. And then think about all of the different, whether it's, whether it's your employment, what you do for a living or your, your family and friends, all the different positive impact that you've had on people. Um, I mean, I, I think it can happen without it. And I certainly think it can happen social media can enable that it can be an extension of you and can enable, um, you know, getting your message out there and, and creating an even larger community than you thought you could have. But obviously what we're talking about is the perils of that as well. I think, I think moderation as we kind of wrap this thing up, I think moderation is a big part of it. And, and like we've said, like we're talking about in our pre-show is, you know, you could work out too much, you could eat too unhealthy, um, you know, but if you do it in moderation, and you have some balance and some symmetry, then, then I think it's a very, I think it's, I think it can be interesting. It can be fascinating. You can see how the, uh, maybe someone else lives in another, another land. Um, or if you're just really curious about where the borders of different States are, you can learn a lot. So Matt, well, can you talk about moderation of, uh, drinking water? Do you drink water in moderation? I do or drink water in moderation. Drink, are you still trying to drink a gallon? I do not drink a gallon of water yeah, because you know what? I want my sleep. And I can't pee all night long like you can. It always so comes I, back to water with John. John is the most – John, not since Aquaman has a person been so hydrated. So as we wrap this He up, walks around with his one-gallon jug everywhere he goes. It's just a milk jug. It just It's all nasty. It's like not even – it's not even like a cool water he's bottle. He's got a fancy a, water bottle. Yes, it is. It is, a, it is a warm jug. It previously had milk in it. It's now a warm jug of water. He just – He just swigs from – I don't from. do that. I don't do that. A friend bought me a a nice gallon jug that I carry around in support of my seventy five. Unlike your other two friends, what did you Unlike buy me? Your other two friends. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I bought you cigars. Oh wait, that wasn't the best, most healthy. You did thing to but, celebrate. Well, I did a seventy two hour hard, and that was hard enough. <laughs> I think I did a seventy two minute. So you did better than me. So listen, as we, I slept, I slept through most of it. So that was the good did. news. So listen, as we wrap this up, here's here's what I want. Here's my takeaways. I don't know if, if you guys agree. My takeaways are that just like anything, social media can be a beneficial tool of learning, of experiencing the world, of catching up on news, of being able to be aware of things, of making money, of business, of connecting with potential clients. It has an amazing potential. We have literally the world's library at our feet. At the same time, social media can also be a mirror of our society and our society has both those dark and light moments. And sometimes mirrors tend to reflect things that sometimes we don't want to see. Also for people that are striving to become influencers or social media, quote unquote, stars or to grow their quote unquote following, be careful what you ask for, because along with that following, while in your mind, you might think it means like, wow, these people are going to be telling me how awesome I am and I'm going to you know, be celebrated and it's going to be fun and I'm going to connect with all these great people. You will have that experience. But at the same time, you're going to have haters and you're going to have detractors and you're going to have people that are jealous and you're going to have people that mass report you to because they're mad at you. And it, it, there's, there's always with everything, there's always one side or, or the other. So be careful what you ask for. But at the same time, I think it's also healthy to be able to acknowledge, like with anything, when you've had too much, too much to eat, too much to drink, 
you need a break from working out. You need to get out of the sun because you're getting, you know, too much sun or whatever the case may be. And I think social media is one of those things as well, where once in a while we need to sit back, look at our lives and say, is this making my life more or less meaningful? And if in that moment you look at any given thing and say, I don't think this is making my life meaningful, then you have to have the discipline to take that break. And that's, for example, what I'm doing. Doesn't mean you have to hate it. Doesn't mean you have to delete it forever or walk away from it. You might choose to do that. But it certainly means that for your own mental health, you have to look at things in your life that are serving you or not. And then lastly, I really liked what John said, which is, you know, simply words mean things and words have effects, whether it's you in the grocery store saying to, you know, this elderly woman who's pushing her shopping cart, well, you know what, you know, your blouse is lovely. You look beautiful today. Or, you know, you, you talk to some, somebody that you you've met and, and you just say, I hope you have a great day. Or you tell some parent at school, I just want, you to know, my son always talks about your son and says what a nice kid he is and how he always is so supportive of everybody. You're really a great parent. You never know how those words can make a difference for somebody. Words are powerful things. Words mean things. When people are going through a tough time, usually it's not someone else doing inspirational dance that brings them back. But oftentimes it's because somebody, a friend or a loved one says, hey, are you okay? Can I talk to you? Do you need me? Words can lift and words can drop you. So pay attention to that. So being that we've spent 51 minutes and change on words on behalf of John, Matt, and myself using social media as I speak, be careful what you do. Pay attention to that. Be kinder to each other. Words make a difference. We're grateful that you have spent some time with us. We hope that you find some interest or some something to learn from these podcasts. We certainly take great pleasure in doing them. Please like, please share this podcast with other people and uh, leave comments wherever possible. We appreciate your support. And on behalf of John and Matt and us here at Above Board with Candor Path, we hope you have a beautiful, amazing, and meaningful day. Thanks.